This is your host, Anola Rabari, and welcome to episode 70 of Shimmy Cast, the podcast for dancers and fans of Middle Eastern dance. Uh, this week we have event announcements, question of the week, two DVD reviews, um, unveiled double veil instructional with Petite Jamila and fantasy belly dance instructional series Magic. And this week we're going to be continuing Salome's professional primer for dancers series. Uh, this week's music is from Azim and Turbo Tabla. So let's get started. Okay, our questions of the week. When did you when do you listen to Shimmy Cast? Jingle Oriental's answer posted, Hey there, Anala. I love to listen to Shimmy Cast when I'm driving, in my room relaxing and reading a self or shape magazine, when I'm working on beadwork or a new costume or when I'm taking a bath. I'm playing catch up on episodes and have enjoyed every single one. Keep up the good work. Oh, thanks for the compliments. I'm glad you're enjoying. How did you get into belly dance? Again, Jingle Oriental Dancer. She's a new listener. She's catching up on um, some of the old questions, and I'm really excited about that. Um, She says, I started belly dancing last June. Two of my dear sweet friends got me to come out and try a class, and since then I've been hooked. Growing up as a girl, my aunties have always talked about belly dancing and how it benefits women. So I guess you can say I knew someday I would be belly dancing and needed the right woman to come along and inspire me. Well, I am absolutely glad that she did come along and inspire you and that you are enjoying uh, the belly dance community so much. Let's see. How is the economy affecting your dance habits? Moon Girl emailed Yikes. My personal economy has always been challenged, so the current national economy is simply an elaboration for me. Learning to live with less is part of my overall life goal, but my personal economy has kept me from taking as many classes as I'd like. In fact, I've had to lay off taking classes altogether for several months now due to money and time restraints. I truly miss being in class and the feeling I get when I dance with a group. Dancing alone in your living room to a DVD just doesn't seem to be nearly as much fun. Maybe I'm spoiled. I miss my teacher and long for group performances. I make many of my own props and costumes because I enjoy creating, even if I had loads of dough. I'd probably make stuff. I just need an extra closet. In my humble opinion, I think if someone really wants to do something, they'll find a way, money or not. And then Fusion Belly Dancer 94 from McLean, Texas posted, When I first started belly dance back in March of 2008, I was flabbergasted when I discovered how expensive costumes were. So I've always been a costume bargain shopper. I really have to be in this economy. We have to save as much as we can. So whenever I see a cute, um, to a, a cute or an awesome pair of shoes, Um, I tell myself, do I want these shoes or do I want an awesome costume? I uh, also, what I discovered is that if you can find a seamstress that will do a costume, it makes it a lot cheaper. I was in a festival recently and my instructor got all the costumes made by a seamstress. All my instructor had to do is bring the design and fabric and I was able to get three quality costumes for under $500. 
Um, thanks for the tips, Fusion Dancer, on, on saving some money. Um, yeah, the economy has been affecting my dance habits, too. Um, unfortunately, I have lost over half my students because of the economy, and um, mostly because the reason why that happened was the place where I teach um, raised their class fees. You, you have to, like, um, well, you didn't have to pay the facility at all. You just paid my class fees. But um, this session, they've started implementing a fee to use the facility on top of the class fee that I charge. So um, most of my instructor, most of my classes, students were just like, I can't afford that. And they didn't tell me until three weeks before classes started. So a lot of my students said, if I'd known more in advance, I could have saved it up and I wouldn't have to drop out. And, um, if I had known more in advance, I might've been able to adjust my own fees accordingly, um, and found like some cheaper places to do my photocopying and cover my expenses and everything. So I could have adjusted my fees. Um, but they didn't. And I'm a little upset about that. <laughs> um, so that's been rather disappointing because I'm, I'm missing a lot of my um, students who've been around for years now and they've just had to take time off. But I understand. And um, then as, as well, I'm not getting to go to as many workshops as I'd like to. Um, and that's not just money issues. That's time issues as well. And, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm being a more choosy about DVDs and CDs and costume stuff that I'm buying as well. So I think we're kind of all in the same boat. And I, and I've also gotten to the point where I'm going back through, um, my closets and everything. And I've been going through, um, my DVD and CD collections and it's like, okay, I really want some new stuff. So is there stuff I can let go of? You know, can I sell some of my older CDs so I can buy new ones? And um, a lot of the girls in our troupe were, were, you know, asking each other, does anybody want to buy this used CD for cheap? Or does anybody have one to trade? So um, think of that too as far as trying to do like swap meets and trades and things like that. Um, that might save you some money, but still get you new things for yourself. And I know there have been some issues with the forum board lately. Um, there have been some users who, for some reason, um, the the company that I do the forum through, um, they changed your status to non-active. So I've gone back in for those of you who were changed to non-active. You should be active again now. And I know for those of you who have been trying to sign up, there's been a problem with that process. So I'm working on them to get that fixed. And um, I appreciate your patience with that. And know that um, you can always email me and I will try to take care of things like that. Or if you want to answer a question of the week, you can always email um, to answer it. And now your ShimmyCast news. April 18th through April 26th, the Billy Dance Superstars will be having various workshops and shows in Texas, Alabama, Georgia, North Carolina, Virginia, Washington, D.C., Delaware, South Carolina, Florida, Tennessee, Utah, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan, Austria, and California. Those girls get around.
April 18th through 19th. Green and Kira present Fatima from California in weekend workshop and theatrical show in Miami, Florida. April 19th, the music of Farad El Ashrish with Nashia in St. Louis, Missouri. April 24th through the 26th, Rocks the Camera with Asia in Frederick, Maryland. April 24th through 26th, The Little Egypt presents the Queen of the Nile competition with Nagwa Faud, Rhonda Camille, and Dr. Mo Gedwa in Montreal, Canada. April 24th through 26th, Mary presents Morocco of New York in Workshop Weekend and Gala Show in Warner Robins, Georgia. April 29th through May 3rd, the third annual Spring Caravan in Somerset, New Jersey. This has been the ShimmyCast News for this week, and as always, you can find more information about all of these events on our forum board. This week's first review is Unveiled Double Veil Instructional with Petite Jamila. This 50-minute DVD by Petite Jamila was released in 2008. First section covers technique and combinations, which includes a warm-up part one for shoulders and arms. During the warm-up, she actually introduces the DVD layout and what to expect rather than starting right into a warm-up. The video is mostly shot from behind her while she is facing a mirror, so you get both sides, a view from both sides. I feel she does a good job explaining what you're supposed to be doing in the warm-up. I also like how she explains what the particular movement is for, such as helping to warm up a specific muscle or teaching you how to isolate it. I also like that she uses the names of the muscles to help you learn them. In warm-up two... Um, spinning is a spinning breakdown in terminology. In this section, she breaks down the paddle turn, pivot turn, cross step, barrel turn, lunge spins, and spotting. I like how they do close-up shots of her feet while she executes a lot of these turns. She also uses this time to explain some of the physics of veil flight, and she suggests that you watch this portion over and over until you can comfortably execute the turns and spins. During the technique set one section, she gives detailed information on how her veils are designed and how you need to hold the veil in order to execute these moves. She also suggests that you practice the movements without the veil in order to get the proper body movement. She then moves into her first combination that includes three separate movements, the scoop, the pillar, and the strut. The demonstration goes back and forth between shots of her doing the move with and without the veil, giving the viewer ample time to understand the mechanics of the movement. Her instruction is clear, and she does a great job pointing out things to be aware of, such as the feeling in particular muscles. At the end, she combines all three movements into a, seemly, into a seamless sequence. Technique set two has the first turn. She combines a barrel turn with arm movements that she calls star. The second movement in this combination is called wind, and she shows three variations for this movement. I was familiar with both of these movements by different names, such as around the world and whirlpool. Technique set three starts with an explanation of how to get your body between two veils. She then demonstrates and discusses movements that would be appropriate to do in this position. 
From there, she shows the movement that she calls floating skirt. She also explains the footwork that she will be using to complete her spins, but she suggests that you do the spins you are comfortable with. This section finishes with getting out from between the two veils. Technique set four is all spinning work. There is instruction on how to hold a single veil in each hand. Close-ups are shown of the hands to help you make sure you are holding the veil correctly. She then demonstrates the move spiral and attention is given to the placement of the hands during this move. The final movement is called blossom and it is a barrel turn while doing the spiral. Combinations one through four are combining all of the moves together while Jamila counts for you. Some of the movements she has you do slowly and then repeat them at a quicker pace. She does the movements in an order that makes sense, so each move flows into the next one. Cool down. There isn't really anything special about this cool down compared to other DVD cool downs, other than more emphasis on the shoulders and arms. The performance highlights Jamila's usual breathtaking spinning and veil work. Most of the moves used are the ones that she teaches in the routine, and the music is a great fusion piece that seems to have techno, pop, and international feel. There are some interesting chosen camera angles, but I don't feel like any of them detract from her performance, as can sometimes happen in productions. Bonus material is the dancer's cut of performance, an interview with Jamila, thank yous, also available, and the belly dance store. The also available in Belly Dance Store are the same features included with any Belly Dance Superstars production. The thank you is changing written text thanking a number of people at time, and at times it is painful to read because the font gets so small. The interview is interesting as Jamila explains how she got into double veil and spinning. One thing in her interview is she says that the types of veils she uses can be purchased from the Belly Dance Superstars website, but I have not been able to find this on the website. The dancer's cut of the performance is the same performance on the main menu. It's just shot all from one continuous angle, making it easier to see some of the transitions she uses. Overall, I feel that this is a good Veil DVD. However, I was disappointed in the fact that only two of the four techniques shown... I was disappointed in the fact that only two of the four technique sections specifically needed double veil. The other two technique sections could be done with single veils. Some people may see this as a great variety, but I wanted more instruction on things specifically for double veil work. I think the DVD could have also benefited by having a slow and medium speed for the full combination section instead of having just the fast full speed mode. At times I found Jamila's flower mohawk hairdo distracting from her instruction, but on the whole, I felt the DVD quality with the lighting, camera angles, and close-ups were excellent. Even though the DVD did not have as much specific instruction on double veil as I expected, I would still buy it again because there's so much great information on basic veil technique and spinning technique. This week's first song is Dulab Rost by Turbo Tabula from the album Desert Roses Volume 4, and it's provided by Iota Promonet.
this week's second review is Fantasy Belly Dance Instructional Series Magic, featuring Autumn Ward, Ariella, and Isadora Bushkovishki. It is important to note that the point of this DVD is to teach three specific choreographies and not necessarily an exercise program or a technique building program. So none of the instructors give a lot of in-depth details for movements, but they aren't skimping with the breakdown either. Enchantress is a zeal routine by Autumn Ward. Warrior Princess is a sword routine by Isadora. And Khalil is a creator-destroyer performance by Ariella. For each dancer, there is a demo section, which is a performance of the dance in workout clothing and a number and, num- and section titles that match the step-by-step instructions. In the step-by-step instructions, the dance is broken into sequences where the dancer gives instructions Then that section is danced with to the music twice. Each dancer has her individual style of teaching. Isadora and Ariella both count out sequences, while Autumn doesn't always count. However, the first time your dance sequence to music, Autumn gives you verbal cues, while the other two dancers do not. Autumn gives a lot of instruction for stage movement and placement. She also includes the first move of the next sequence when you are dancing to the music, which can be confusing until you get used to it, because you think, wait, I don't remember that. She also does not tend to give specific instructions for the arms, so you just have to follow her for that. There are also a few places where in the performance she does floor work, but while teaching the routine, she shows you everything in standing positions. And there are a few times where she suggests alternate moves in case her choreography is too difficult. My main disappointment with her section is that her perfor- in, that she performs the piece with zills, but this aspect of the dance is not included in the instructional portion. Isadora gives a lot of practical advice for performing with a sword while she is instructing such as taking time to balance or making sure you don't get caught on your costume. There is also a lot of minute details given about handling the sword, such as even discussing how to use your thumbs or pinkies to help stop sword spins or other movements. Aside from counting, Isadora also sings what the music is doing for you while she's breaking down the choreography. Isadora does a lot of reminding about how to use your core muscles to support all the movements that you are trying to achieve. She goes over a lot of options for you to do in case the sword does not behave the way it is supposed to, which I often feel is the hardest part of dancing with the sword. I also like that she spends a lot of time talking about hand and arm movements. Finally, I have to say that Isadora's style of teaching really fits with my learning. She uses counts, but she sings the music for you. She also gives moves, noises like zip, rip, etc. The thing I like about Ariella's piece is that she talks a lot about the energy and using your body movements to move the energy around. She also gives you a lot of instructions on how to use your hands, head movements, and eyes to help the audience understand what you're trying to convey. Ariella pays a lot of attention to the directional position of the body in relation to the audience, making for some very dramatic effects in the choreography. I also like Ariella's use of imagery for her movements. 
For instance, she refers to one move as an ADD vampire. The performance section includes the full performance for each dancer in costume back to back. Under the cre- under the credit section is a written bio of each dancer. The font is kind of small on a TV, but it is easier to read on a laptop. The music section gives you all the information for each song that the dancer chose, including what stores carry it. Information on introduction music is also included. At times, the background music is too loud to hear the instructors speaking over it. The video quality and lighting are excellent, although at times there are some abrupt cuts between scenes. Since there is not a lot of technique explanation, I would not recommend this DVD to beginners, but would strongly recommend it to intermediate and advanced dancers. I love the concept of this series of DVDs. It is very interesting that you get three different dancers' perspectives on the topic given, and I love that they include the story and concept behind each choreography, so the viewer is given a more in-depth look at the dancer's thought process. Some dancers take it further than others, such as discussing how to use expression and other types of body language in order to achieve the character of the dance. One thing that none of the instructors on this DVD did that I would have liked included was talking about how the costume is incorporated in achieving the character of the dance you are trying to convey to an audience. This series contains two more volumes, one entitled Mystery and the other Desire, with each DVD featuring three different dancers. I've enjoyed this DVD so much that I will definitely be buying the other installments when I've saved up the money. Emails and feedback. Andra from California wrote in, Thanks a bunch, Anala, for ShimmyCast. I've recently discovered it and love it. Awesome belly dance community you've created. Keep up the great work. Thanks again. And thank you so much. I'm glad you guys are all enjoying it. Um, I have some a few business things to take care of. I'm so excited to tell you guys that I have almost finished writing reviews for my entire DVD collection. I have one more review to write um, for a DVD that I own. So I'm very excited that I've caught up on that for you guys. Um, and I have most of my CDs reviewed now, so I have a stockpile of DVD and CD reviews. I'm slowly working through my books. They take a little longer because you got to read them. <laughs> um, so I'm probably going to be doing a review show here pretty soon um, just to get you guys some more reviews on great things that are out there. Um, also, the end of this month, April, let's see, um, April 29th to be exact, I will be flying to Philly. And we'll be in Philly until um, May 4th. Um, I'm going to be going to another museum conference. So if anybody has suggestions on restaurants or uh, places to go catch a dance show or anything like that, I would really appreciate it. And other than that, if you have uh, comments, suggestions, or feedback, please email me at shimmycast@gmail.com. Uh, post on the forum if we can keep it working, which hopefully we will. Um, And don't forget to leave reviews for the show on iTunes. Um, It really helps the show uh, become more visible and higher in rankings in iTunes. And so if you leave a review, it helps other belly dancers find it when they're doing searches. And I appreciate that. And um, 
I wanted to ask you guys, too, how the sound quality has been lately. I know I've had problems with the music being a lot louder than the voice. And um, I've been using some new equipment and stuff like that. So I've been trying to get that uh, a little bit more even. So if you guys can uh, let me know if that's working out for you or not, I'd really appreciate it. This week's article is a professional primer, and this section is on style and terminology, and it's written by Salome. A professional primer outlines the basic traits of a professional. The series is intended to act as a reference to develop said traits. To read previous installments, visit the article index page and look for the titles a professional dot dot dot. A professional understands the differences in styles. Greater exposure to oriental dance often leads to the awareness of style diversity within our genre and to folk dances of the Near and Middle East. Understandably, inconsistent labels, visual messages, and conflicting information can leave a person confused. However, by representing yourself as a professional, the public will look to you as an authority. You will be called on to field style questions by your peers, audience, students, in conversation with the general public and the press. So begin, gain familiarity with terminology attached to dances inspired by and from the Near and Middle East. Links have been provided where possible for further dissection. Folk dance. A folk dance is a style of dance that originated among ordinary people and is traditional to their culture, community, or country. Examples include Roxpalady, Roxal Asiya, Roxal Shamadan, Shkehta, Gwedra, Debik, and Roxal Nashar. Performance art is the form of theatrical art, usually on a stage, that features the activity and works of an artist. Examples include Raksharki, Oriental Tanzi, Belly Dance, Fusion, and American Tribal Style. Raks, R-A-K-S, or R-A-Q-S, translates to dance and is used in conjunction with the dance style label. For example, Raks Balladi or Raksharki. American Tribal Style, ATS, is a modern fantasy fusion dance that was incepted by Jamila Salampour in 1968 in San Francisco, California. Present-day elements include costuming that mix Middle Eastern, Central Asian, and East Indian clothing and accessories, music that ranges from traditional and contemporary Middle Eastern to techno and club trance, dance movements that dominate are stylized arms, hip work, and torso undulations. ATS is usually performed as a group dance and a highly structured improvisation. Cabaret Belly Dance A cabaret is a late-night spot, a nightclub that has a series of acts, such as dancers or singers. The term cabaret belly dance arose in the 1960s to label the dance styles performed by American dancers in the Middle Eastern nightclubs of San Francisco, Los Angeles, and New York. Debki is the national folk dance of Lebanon. The dance is executed in a semicircle with participants holding hands. 
The torso is held upright and the legs and feet are active. Participants may make forward stomps, simple progressive steps, repeated knee bends, and combined leap and kick and the marking of a rhythmic pattern with one foot. Leadership of the dance goes to the most talented and experienced dancer of the group. The leader begins by getting the line of dancers moving in a simple form with the rhythm. Then he will add flourish to the simple form, perhaps with leaps and quick turns. He may disengage from the head of the line to move up and down the deb key, executing solo steps, or to change individuals in a dance-off, or to challenge individuals in a dance-off. It is done by both genders in women-only, men-only, or mixed lines, depending on local tradition. Fantasy is attached to an artist's presentation when he or she takes liberties with an ethnic dance form. Perhaps balladic movement and expression strongly dominate, or a gypsy dance is performed based on the artist's imagination. Fusion indicates when one or more dance styles have been blended. This could be Flamenco Oriental, Latin Oriental, or African Oriental. Unique labels often accompany fusion styles. For example, Afro-Belly, to indicate African dance and belly dance. Gawazi refers to the descendants of Roma, or gypsies, that migrated to Egypt 350 years ago. The Gwazi are known as professional dancers entertaining the outdoor festivals of the lower classes. Commonalities of movement are huge hip swings, hip shimmies layered over other hip movements, shoulder shimmies, spins, and foot stomps to emphasize accents in the music, occasional head slides, back bends, and some floor work. Gwazi music is organic in sound, utilizing instruments like the mesmar and rabba, with tabla, tar, and finger symbols for percussion. Gedru belongs to the Tarag Berbers from the Sahara Desert. The Gedru act is a blessing ritual done to give positive energy, peace, and spiritual love to all present. The word itself has several meanings. Cauldron, cooking pot, the drum on which the rhythm is played, the female performer of the ritual, and the ritual itself. Hagila reform refers to music, dance, and dancer. Originally from Libya, it is performed by the Bedouin of Western Egypt, often at wedding festivals. The, heavy ve the heavily veiled dancer produces a steady shimmy while walking back and forth in front of a line of men who clap and chant in unison called the Kefafine do not dance except for the one man whom the Hagila singles out. The dancer may hold a small stick or handkerchief in hand whose other end is grasped by the man she singles out while she dances around it. This might be a man who gives her a bracelet as a sort of proposal, but it could just as easily be her brother. The chanting of the Kevafin refers to the coming of age of the girl doing the Hagila. Meleulif is a playful and somewhat sassy dance. There are two slightly varying versions, one from Cairo and the other from Alexandra, Egypt. A mele is a large black woolen wrap worn by bent ballad daughters of the country. The melee can be pulled tight, wrapped, and unwrapped to display a female's figure. Stage versions can be synthetic with sequins. The dancer often wears a tight short dress and high heels. 
The melee is wrapped around her body, and she makes a great show of wrapping and unwrapping the melee while chewing and popping bubblegum. Rax al-Usalu is the term for the female cane dance done in a charming and playful imitation of the male dance, Tatib. Tatib is a martial arts dance in which men enact fighting with long sticks. Both dances originally from the southern region of Egypt, also known as Upper Egypt or the Said. Raxbelody is the solo dance of Egyptian women, variants of which are indigenous to parts of North Africa and the Middle East. Raxbelody is not seen as performance, but as a social celebratory activity that women enjoy in the home and at celebrations, weddings in particular. It is done with abandon in women-only settings, and depending on the party-goers and mixed-gender celebrations as well. The dance is a more basic form of Egyptian raksharki, more stationary with hip movements being predominant. As an aside, the word baladi translates to country, as in my country or my hometown. In the U.S., baladi is commonly used to label a rhythm whose Egyptian name is maksum. In Egypt, a sophisticated city dweller may derogatorily call someone or something baladi, as in redneck or hip. Raksal Nushahar is a social dance done strictly by and for women in the Persian Gulf, sometimes referred to as Kaligi, Kaliji, or Kalija. Kalija means Gulf in Arabic and refers to the countries of the Persian Gulf region. The trademarks of this dance are gliding steps, lovely hair tossing, and hand movements that utilize the dress worn for this dance called Thub Nashara. Raksharki translates to Dance of the Orient or Oriental Dancer. It refers to the performance art version of Raksbality and its variants, what the West often associates as belly dance. Raksharki developed primarily in Egypt, but also in Lebanon and Turkey. Other labels for Raksharki include Oriental Tanzi, the Turkish label, Middle Eastern, Mid-Eastern, Mid-Eastern Oriental, Near East, Oriental, and belly dance. Chiquette is from Morocco. It is an erotic dance done for a bride in her sex-segregated pre-wedding festivities. It is acted out by a shakha, meaning one with carnal knowledge extensive enough to teach others, and her all-female group of chiquette musicians and dancers. The chiquetta, the chiquetta's purpose is to educate the bride on how she would be expected to move in the marriage bed. Moroccan city women have more recently used shakhet as a diversion by and for each other. Shamadan translates to candelabrum in Arabic. Raksal Shamadan refers to the Egyptian dance traditionally performed during the wedding procession and reception called a zefa. Whirling Dervish. The mystic poet Mel. Mevlana Jala el-Din Rumi, commonly known as Rumi, founded the Order of the Whirling Dervish in the 13th century Ottoman Empire. The order is a branch of the Sufi tradition of Islam. The ritual whirling is done to empty the dervish dancer of his conscious mind and place him in a trance wherein the dervish recognizes his relationship to God and the universe. References Morocco and the Kashba Dance Company repertoire. 
Haggalah frequently authored Haggalah frequently asked questions authored by Morocco. Nala Glossary, Shira Glossary, Jalarak Sharky website, Lebanon Land of the Cinders by Marie Karim Kayak and Margaret Clark Kating, Encarta Encyclopedia, Whirling Dervish. And there is a link to this article in the show notes, which links back to a lot of the references cited in the article. I hope you all enjoy this week's show. For now, it's time for the question of the week. What do you do to motivate yourself to finish unfinished projects? Whether it's choreography, a costuming project, or even just getting through a class. What do you do to motivate yourself? To answer, send an email to shimmycast at gmail.com or go to the forum board through the blog at shimmycast.blogspot.com. It's time for the last music pick of the week. This song is Belly Breaks by Azam from the album Drum Attic, provided by Iota Promonet. I hope you all enjoy, and until next time, this is Anala Rabari saying shimmy on.
Thanks again for listening to ShimmyCast. You can leave us feedback at shimmycast@gmail.com. Be sure to visit our website and forum at www.shimmycast.blogspot.com. Remember, the opinions expressed are those of the host and the podcast crew. Thanks again.